This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to turn a painful event into a positive life lesson. Firstly, I want to acknowledge that pain does cause a primal response in most humans. It doesn't matter how much education or how sophisticated we are, we can be triggered in an instant to go into what I call survival mode. Um, and pain triggers survival mode, which is then three reactions to run, to defend, or to attack. And this might save your life in some circumstances, but in most life events, what pain does is that it tends to solidify one of those three states into a long-term state of mind, and that's what I end up calling your default protection mode. So we go from survival mode in the instance to a long-term protection mode. And it doesn't matter how much money, fame, status, or belongings you gather, you might always remain in protection mode because it's solidified that need to escape, that need to defend or validate yourself, or that need to attack or be the aggressor becomes your main mode. No matter how much protection you gain, there's no end to it. So you can live your whole life in protection mode. What we can do um, with protection mode is to recognize first that it is a solidified mode and that we have taken painful events and turned them into negative life lessons. And that's when we live as if there is always a threat. When there's a, always a threat, then there's a constant desire to escape, to defend, or to offend, to aggress, um, to be the aggressor. But in actuality, most of our life events, especially the painful ones, can be used to inspire a sublime response. And so what I mean by sublime response is that we activate other parts of our brain and we activate and unlock our connection mode instead of our protection mode. And the, the first initiation into your connection mode is to really make a lifelong commitment to love. And you do this, of course, not when you're in the middle of an emergency, not when you're being hunted or chased down, but when you're in a, a more you know, natural state of rest or um, you know, everyday state, you can practice committing to that loving state and be willing to transform every painful event uh, with a teaching about love. And so I'm going to give you six very simple steps that you can use to unpack uh, a painful event and turn it into a positive life lesson. So the first one is to actually name every painful layer of the experience. Um, so they can be thoughts, they can be feelings, they can be actual practical things that are painful and realities that you must face. And then sit with each one of them without guilt and without blame. Just being with it. Because that's a very important um, part of the process is to name it and to be with it. And that's a form of deep uh, witnessing and acceptance and, and, and actually letting the emotions flow through you. And that's really important not to uh, rush that. So do that first. Um, and then second step is to consider which protection mode has been triggered for you um, in, by this painful experience. Is it escapism? Is it defensiveness or self-validation? Or is it uh, a need to be the aggressor, to, to, you know, to attack first? Now the third step is to consider which real or perceived threats, losses or wounds, were the source of your protective behavior. And this is a very important part because 
often we, we feel guilty, we blame ourselves, or we blame others, but we just really need to see like, what were the threats, losses, or wounds that were the source of your behavior. Um, now, step four is to then do step three for every person that was involved in the situation. And then look at, from your perspective, what do you think was the threat, the loss, or the wound that might have been the source of their behavior? Now, you might never know for sure what the reason was for their behavior, but if you were to look from this lens, you might be amazed by some of your intuition and some of your compassion bringing in some deeper understanding. Number five, step number five, is to remove all labels of victim or aggressor. So instead of blaming, shaming, or naming enemies, you can acknowledge that, that everyone involved if they behaved in a very unpleasant way, including yourself, was in a protection mode. And when you acknowledge that and you remove all these labels, then you can realize that we are all capable of the most horrific actions when we are in protection mode. When we feel defensive, when we feel offensive, or when we feel like running, we can do all kinds of things that are, um, you know, hard to believe sometimes. You can, you can even watch yourself do something that you can't believe you're doing. So the more intense your behavior, the more intense the threat or loss or wound was. So you always have to realize that if you behaved very poorly, it's because you had a really large perceived loss, threat, or wound. Now the sixth step is then to take every painful aspect that we uncovered in step number one, because step number one was naming every painful aspect that you could feel, and then you take every single one of those painful layers and then find the teaching about self-care or love. And when you can do that, then you are moved out of fear and hatred and stopped turning that painful event over and over in your mind as a negative life lesson, but as a positive life lesson. So what can you learn about self-care or love from all these steps that you've taken to unpack this with compassion? And so I can give you a story and kind of use this, the steps to show you how I moved through a, a painful event in my life. Uh, many, many years ago, nine years ago, I was in Thailand and I was living next door to a new friend uh, in these little bungalows. And every day he asked me, can you please join me on a motorcycle run to into the jungle to find this elusive waterfall? And he was much younger and I could feel that his skills are probably not quite up to par and it was probably a very dangerous jungle road. And every day I said no, but finally I relented and I said, okay, I'll go with you because I felt bad. I felt like I was rejecting him and he was so lonely. I could feel his loneliness. And so I went with him out of guilt. I didn't want to reject him. And so I took on his, his pain and I went with him and we ended up in a crash and I, I had bleeding all over and I, and he still wanted to keep going. And I said, no, I'm going to dismount and I'm going to start walking down this jungle road and head back to town. And when you turn around, you can, if you see me, then yes, I can go with you back to town, but I'm not going to go further. And so as I walked, I bumped into some locals and they stopped uh, what they were doing in the field and came over to ask me what was going on. I said, I, I injured myself. And in broken English, they said, um, give me some money and then maybe I'll take you back to town. And I said, well, I have no money on me. And they, and they turned around and they went back and they left me bleeding on the road. And 
Finally, I was uh, rescued by some other tourists that came by, and they picked me up on their motorcycle and took me to town. Now, out of all of that, there's so many layers of pain, physical and emotional pain. Um, and so all of the lessons that I unpacked from it first was for, for not label anyone as an aggressor or, as, or and not label myself as a victim. And then I would go through and layer each pain, like what was the pain, physical pain, what was the emotional pain. And then I went through and realized that my wound was not ever wanting to reject other people and feeling responsible for other people's sorrow and pain. Um, and so then I looked at from his lens, what was his wound? Well, his wound was rejection and loneliness and a lot of self-worth issues. And so the teaching of self-care and love from that event was to realize that I'm not responsible for someone else's loneliness. And when I say no, I can say no with love and trust that that is sufficient. And also another teaching was to trust my intuition because I had the intuition not to go over and over again and I didn't listen to it in the end. And even around those locals who wouldn't help me, I saw that they, they were very impoverished and they're used to seeing you know wealthy tourists come from the Western world and run around on the motorcycles, get hurt, was very common in Thailand. And I realized that I can't label them as aggressors or um, as people who are lacking in compassion, but just that in their situation, from their perspective, I could see that what their wound was, you know, deep poverty and, and maybe uh, seeing all kinds of Westerners treat them with disdain or lack of respect or lack of compassion. So there's, there's so many layers to this that allowed me to maintain my compassion yet develop stronger boundaries. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.